This is episode 60. Today is Thursday, July 13th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by meteorologist Katie Sunuga. Hey, Katie. Good afternoon. And Camilla Orti. Hey, Camilla. Hello, Jeff and Katie. Yeah, it looks like Camilla has taken over Mark Nelson's <laughs> uh, coat closet in the back of the yeah. KPTB studios. Um, yeah, can really you see me stuff. and the umbrellas oh, hanging nice out? Umbrellas. <laughs> if you're if you're watching Fox 12 now, which airs Fridays at 2 p.m., or if you're watching from YouTube, uh, you get the fancy view of all of us in our various places, like me in my basement <laughs> and Katie in the back of the uh, studio I'm as well. I'm one of the monitors. That's one of the monitors you see there. That's on the other side where you look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're looking at us on TV, actually TV, you get to see, well, the other side of what Katie is sitting behind. So, um, guys, uh, we are, well, first off, Mark Nelson is not with us, Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. He mm -hmm. is on vacation, much-deserved vacation, but he'll be back next mm -hmm. week. Uh, we should be recording around Wednesday or Thursday of next week. Um, you know, the big story right now is uh, the heat. Uh, we've had a pretty warm July so far. I ran the numbers this morning through the first 12 days of July, and we're running three and a half, four degrees above a typical mm -hmm. first half of July again for the first 12 days. That puts us uh, top five warmest Julys through the first 12 days. So not record breaking necessarily, but plenty warm. Um, and we are sort of in the midst of uh, another warm up. We we had that mini heat wave last week, right around the 4th of July. Um, I don't know if you guys have the numbers. Actually, I think I sent I out do. the count. Yeah, Katie, you've got it. So Katie, what were the final numbers just as a review for um, last week's heat wave? So on the third, it was 90. On the fourth, it was 96. And on the fifth, it was 98. And we just and, missed it on the sixth at 89. Okay. So yeah, in that 98, we actually posted a high of 98, both in Portland and in Salem on July 5th. Those were the hottest days that we've had so far this year. So uh, we have yet to hit 100 degrees. Uh, we don't necessarily hit 100 every year, but um, you know, if we're going to hit 100, usually... It happens, well, our warmest time of year, let's put it this way, is late July into early August. So we're kind of entering that warmest time of year mm -hmm. um, where the average high jumps up to about 84 or so at PDX. Um, you guys have been working on the forecast. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it looks like Saturday is going to be the hottest day from what I was seeing this morning. I haven't looked at the mm -hmm. latest runs, but... Yeah, let's let's talk about the forecast a little bit. Give our viewers what your thoughts are. I'll kind of chime in a little bit and uh, give everybody plenty of heads up on what's to come. Well, Camilla, since you're first off today, why don't you go first? Sure. And yeah, well, um, it looks like, yeah, Saturday is still going to be the warmest day. I think we still have that in the mid-90s. Is that right, Katie, for the, for the, the seven-day? Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. we kept it at the mid-90s. Yeah, so I think we're going low 90s, mid-90s, and then right around 90 degrees. Uh, for the final day right mm -hmm. and we're going and that's for friday saturday sunday yeah so uh that's what it's looking like right now uh the good news with this heat wave is that it's so short and you know we're still not looking at extreme heat which is great it's fantastic that we don't see uh you know at least from what i've been looking at a good chance of things possibly creeping into the triple digits that just doesn't seem to be the case with this one uh so it's nice that we 
haven't had to talk about 100 degree days in Portland yet, considering I think July 15th is, is usually when we see our, our average uh, first 100 degree day uh, in Portland. And since our first 90 degree day was so early this year, I was kind of worried about it, but uh, we're still holding out. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but watching as, you know, learning more of the weather patterns here, because I'm, you know, my, my career began in central Oregon. So I was pretty accustomed to those patterns, but watching each time the new model runs come in. And usually when we're a week out, you know, I pay attention to the next one. Is it more or less? Is it hotter or colder? Is it hotter or colder to see which way we're trending? And this particular one kept trending a little warmer, a little warmer, a little warmer till it got to the last couple of days. And it's held pretty steady where it is in the low to mid to low. So it feels, to me, that feels pretty solid for the temperature range that we'll have for this little mini heat wave. So what Katie's saying, in other words, is models are in agreement and Finally. we, mm -hmm. you know, we might make an adjustment by an, a degree or so here and there, but we, we yep. feel pretty confident about uh, the forecast. Uh, we're not looking at strong offshore flow um, which would really, you know, bring us into critical fire danger. Although we're going to have pretty high fire danger. Uh, the mm -hmm. National Weather Service has, they've issued a uh, fire weather watch at latest um, that might be upgraded to a red flag warning um, by the time you're listening on, let's say, Fox 12 Now or on um, various platforms for our podcast. Um, but um, we're going to have higher fire danger Friday and Saturday in the Willamette Valley and the foothills of the Cascades and out toward the coast range as well, because of breezy conditions. Uh, it, uh, you guys have been tallying our dry streak. We've gone mm -hmm. now 23 days uh, without measurable rain. So this past Monday was actually a relatively cool day. We only hit 72. We had that Marine layer around, we had some drizzle and PDX recorded a trace of rain, but that's not necessarily measurable. So um, we've gone quite a bit of time without any kind of rain. So, you know, the vegetation is super dry um, we're going to have lower relative humidity values. And anytime you add a, a breezy or gusty wind, even if it's onshore, uh, it does raise the fire danger because if a fire breaks out in that environment, it's going to spread rapidly. So Friday and Saturday are two days. We're going to have to be really careful. Um, and obviously it's going to be plenty hot. Um, and the National Weather Service has also issued a heat advisory. It's going to initially be focused down to the south, initially around southern central Willamette Valley, including Corvallis and Albany, and extending out to the central Oregon coast range. But then, so that's for Friday, and then it works its way up Saturday. So the heat um, will kind of build in from south to north, and um, that's kind of been the case farther south as well. This is a an expansive heat ridge, guys. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. a, a ridge that's building from the eastern Pacific Ocean all the way to the southeastern United States. Um, massive. <laughs> let's see if I can actually screen share really quick and um, show you what this looks like on a map. So anybody that um, is watching us um, from, let's say, Fox 12 now or on YouTube, they'll be able to see this. So you two let me know if you can see the screen that I share here. This is only the second time that I've done it. <laughs> Bear with us. We're still kind of working out the kinks here. All right. Let me know if you can see that. I don't see anything yet. Not yet. And it looks like it's trying to load here. Um, and what I'm showing you is an upper level uh, weather oh, chart. Oh, here it comes. Okay. Let's there see. we go. There it is. Yep. So this is the 500 millibar uh, 
temperature anomaly chart. And this is showing the heat ridge that's building overhead. Now, let's see if I can advance this a little bit. So we're going to take this out to Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when the ridge is going to be strongest overhead for us. So just advance, advancing this graphic. And you can see that um, the heights, which tells you how high, how like thick the atmosphere is. When we undergo a heat wave like this, the atmosphere kind of grows in height. So when we take this out to the warmest day that we're expecting, which is going to be Saturday, um, you can see that that ridge builds up and down the West Coast and it extends up into British Columbia. So I'm kind of throwing my cursor over it for you right there. Mm -hmm. um, but notice where that ridge looks like it's centered. It's it's really centered over California. And um, there there is going to be some really extreme heat coming down that way. I'm going to close this out. I'm having some audio issues here. So yeah, uh, let's go ahead. Yeah, hopefully the... Uh, <laughs> The program kind of uh, <laughs> fixes that audio issue. But um, so while we're going to be climbing into the 90s, we'll see some triple digit readings in central and eastern Oregon. Mm. Um, the heat down south in like, let's say the desert southwest, southern California, Nevada, Arizona mm -hmm. is going to be absolutely brutal. Um, I was looking at some of the, the forecasts for, let's say, the Palm Springs area, Phoenix and Death Valley. We're going the most extreme. Um, Phoenix as of today has gone 14 days in a row above 110 degrees at and above 110 degrees. And that's a record uh, for them. Yeah. So I, I've read Disgusting. some meteorologists. It, it's awful. Yeah. I've read some meteorologists and climate scientists talking about this, this heat. And it's not, it's not only the extreme heat that the Southwest and the Southern mm -hmm. plains are dealing with. It's the longevity. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. we've got this relentless, that doesn't want to move, you know, it, it's kind of um, stuck in place. And, you know, we're lucky enough up north where we're going to see it kind of meander. So we'll, we'll get a quick cool down early next week. But um, so Phoenix is undergoing this long stretch of 110 plus degree days. And so are areas nearby. I know my hometown is Palm Springs, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the forecast is somewhere between 118 to 122. And, oh um, and then Death Valley is going to be pushing into close to 130 degrees range on um, Sunday. Camilla, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. And I was, gonna, I was just going to add, it's not only the high temperatures. I was looking at, I believe, the graph yesterday, uh, just the, the low temperatures. They're, they're in the upper 80s, low 90s early in the morning. So there's just no relief at any point in time with this thing just sitting over that region. If I'm not mistaken, I think Phoenix posted an overnight low of 94 last night. Oh, if I'm not goodness. mistaken, that may have been adjusted by a degree or two. Um, and I know, Camilla, from your point of view, you you train during the early morning hours often in, in the midst of the heat. Um, so it, it makes it really difficult to do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, any time you choose to be outside, you're just in horrific heat. I mean, even a dry heat, but you're talking about, you know, high temperatures in the triple digits. That's just, that's unbearable. Um, and I was looking at some of the, you know, world records for heat. Um, the World Meteorological Organization or uh, WMO uh, has lists of record heat and Death Valley is listed as having the hottest temperature ever recorded um, on, on Earth. Earth. Yeah. at 134 degrees. Now there is a lot of debate whether that is an accurate measurement or not. Um, mm -hmm. So some meteorologists and climate scientists just throw that one out. 
Um, and they assume that the hottest temperature was 131 in Death Valley. That was back in, if I'm not mistaken, August 2020 and July 2021. Um, that record mm-hmm. was recorded. So um, it's very possible if a 131 degree reading or greater is recorded on Sunday, we could be talking about an all-time new record, depending on who's looking at it. Um, so extreme heat, long duration heat, um, mm-hmm. pretty brutal stuff happening down south. Um, so uh, the heat advisory is posted for – guys, uh, Katie, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you probably looked at the latest stuff. This is – tell our audience who that includes and, uh, again, the timing of that. And a heat advisory just categorizes like, okay, it's going to be – you know, pretty dangerous heat if you don't have yep. a place to cool down. Yep. So it's pulling up here. There we go. So for the mid Friday to Saturday evening, it's for the central Oregon coast range and the central Willamette Valley. And that's temperatures low to upper nineties. And then once we get into Saturday, it expands north to include Portland Metro, the Western and Central Gorge. And that's just Friday afternoon and evening. Same thing, like low to mid upper 90s. So again, not like the worst or not the most extreme heat we've ever seen, but plenty hot. Um, Mm -hmm. There are still many homes and apartments that don't have proper air conditioners. Um, So as we always say, now is the time to kind of plan ahead and find a way Mm -hmm. to stay cool. Um, This is going to be a three-day heat wave, so not long duration for us. Um, And some of you may be curious why we don't go into first alert mode. It's a new, Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's our new branding that we have, and it's a way for us to bring more attention to extreme weather, um, whether that's a big snowstorm, ice storm, wind event, um, or heat, heat wave, for instance. Um, just like the National Weather Service has criteria for their advisories and their warnings, we also do. And for a heat wave, um, there are, are several things that we, you know, uh, look for for a first alert weather day, and that would be um, a temperature at and above 98 degrees in a heat wave, um, an overnight low at and above 67, which would make it a dangerously warm night, um, especially for those that don't have homes. And then uh, on top of that, if we have back-to-back days or uh, multiple days in a heat wave at and above 95, that would be, those would be first alert weather days. So we're like right on the edge of first mm-hmm. alert, but we're not quite there. So this is going to be hopefully a pretty routine heat wave that doesn't, you know, have any new fire starts or anything like that. Um, let's talk about Monday because this, this past Monday, so today's Thursday when we're recording mm-hmm. This last Monday was interesting, right? And mm-hmm. Camilla and Katie, I, I know that uh, we're all kind of part of a group chat with Mark. I think yeah. Drew is also included on it as well. Um, that marine layer can be tricky, huh? Oh, it's curse very that tricky. marine layer. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I didn't have to deal with that because the marine layer obviously did not make it over to central Oregon. So I'm definitely learning about it while being here. And I was going to ask you this later, Jeff, but why don't you just go ahead and, and answer this right now? So Mark and I've talked about the marine layer and he showed me where, what maps he uses and kind of worked me through on what he looks for when he's looking at them. But the way I understood it when Mark was kind of coaching me through this was it was when we had a Northwest onshore flow. And with this trough coming through, what we're seeing on Monday is more of a Southwest onshore flow. So so how does that impact the marine layer if it's coming from more the north than the south? Uh, you know, it doesn't. So I think initially we get that southwest flow um, 
uh, depending on where the heat is, the heat ridge is building in and where it, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, how it transitions out of here. Uh, but I think eventually, for instance, the metro area almost always gets back into that northwest flow because we get that that air coming up the Columbia River, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's see. Your question is, how does it affect the marine layer? Yeah, because when it coming in from the northwest, we get you know the the water temperature is different than the air, and and you know that's when those clouds come in and it cools down the coast. And we saw that you know temperatures were supposed to be what low eighties, and we made it into like the mid low to mid seventies, and that you know is what kept our temperatures. But if it's coming from a different direction, a different temperature water, or you know a different because I know from when mm-hmm. I went through school, you know you always look at where the air is coming from. That's right. the most important thing because you're looking at what water mass. Is it coming over? Is it a warmer water? Is it a colder water? And so if it's coming from the south, it's going to be a warmer water. So it seems to me like that would impact how thick maybe that marine layer could sure. get. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't really describe how it might impact the thickness of the marine layer, but I will say that the surface water temperatures from about the Washington coast all the way down, down to California right now are somewhere uh, in the fifties. So we don't see a huge change in surface sea surface temperatures from just, let's say South Southern Oregon, the Southern Oregon coast to the Northern Mm -hmm. Oregon coast. Yeah. So I don't think it would necessarily, uh, affect our temperatures too much, our air temperatures. Um, of course, flow and strength of flow, Mm -hmm. um, and where that Marine layer is already building will have an effect on the thickness in our Western valleys. Um, we should save that question for Mark because he might have a different perspective on it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think, um, let's say, a six you know millibar pressure gradient um, from southwest or northwest will have a huge, you know, change in our air temperatures. Um, yeah. Again, I, I'd be curious to hear what Mark has to say on that, though. Yeah. But um, but what I was trying to get at um, as far as this marine layer goes is. If we have a really thick marine layer again, like we did this last Monday, this last Monday, we only hit 72 degrees and we barely squeaked out a high in the low 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a roll of the dice, I feel like. I mean, we can look at as many high resolution and low resolution models as possible. Uh, for all of you listening at home, we're talking about this upcoming Monday. The heat wave is mm-hmm. going to end Sunday evening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this cooler marine air is going to pour in overnight heading into Monday morning, and you're all going to wake up west of the Cascades to cloud cover. The question is, how long does the cloud cover linger? How long do the low clouds linger into the afternoon? Do we see cloud cover until sunset? Do we see it until 11 o'clock in the morning? That will dictate how warm or cool we are. And um, from what I understand, we still have highs in the upper 70s on Monday, this upcoming Monday after the heat wave. Um, So... We might be adjusting that down as we get closer. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's going to be – who's working this weekend? Both of you are working this Me. weekend, so that's yep. going to be kind of on you guys, right? Yeah. I'm out this well, weekend. Oh, yeah, Mark, Camilla's Mark off. will be back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be helpful for me. The other thing too, I was just real quick going back is when Mark and I were working through and just helping me understand how these marine layers impact us is we actually went and looked from 
the top of the West Coast all the way down and looked at the sea. We got on a map and just looked at everything and talked through that and saw the differences and how it's actually warmer away. We have an upwelling that's happening. So yes. our temperatures at the coastline are actually cooler than they mm -hmm. are out in the deeper waters. So it was so fascinating. I loved like getting a little more into it because obviously I learned about marine layers, but I never forecasted one before. So I am learning quickly. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing about those is like, you know, models can only do so well with them. And Jeff, maybe you can shed some light on, are there additional things you're looking at to try to predict when that marine layer is going to mix out? Because like Monday, for example, right? Like everything I looked at said, this is going to be cleared by early afternoon. And it, it just did, it didn't turn out that way. You know, one thing I like to look at it, it, it you can have all the model agreement in the world, but Something that I like to do, and not just with the marine layer, Camilla, but I like to look back at um, previous events, even last week, and how it played mm -hmm. out and mm -hmm. some similarities in the forecast. So I was looking at, um, just for instance, like how warm could we be if we have um, 17 degrees Celsius, 850 millibar temperatures? Um, and I was looking at how it played out last week. Um, so <clears throat> sometimes you can find clues in previous forecasts especially in similar time of the year when we have a similar amount of daytime heating, you know, when the sunrise and sunset is around a yeah. similar time. So that would be my, my best uh, push is to look back at, um, you know, previous, you know, the way things had trended previously. And um, yeah, because if, you know, the NAM nest model and the IBM graph model are both showing a clearing at two o'clock. Um, yeah. We're probably going to go for that, but if it lingers another two hours, then that could, that could affect our temperature totally, by five degrees. Yeah. yeah, it could totally bust the forecast, yeah. So, yeah, yeah uh, so bottom line is we have a three-day heat wave coming. It, it'll stay hotter a little longer in central and eastern Oregon because the ridge kind of will work its way east and then, you know, west of the Cascades. You know, the Cascades act as a barrier. So cool air comes in and it oftentimes comes up shy of folks in central and eastern Oregon. Katie knows this very well because she spent a decade in Bend. Um, yeah. So Monday and probably Tuesday will be much more reasonable somewhere, I would assume, between the mid-70s to low 80s. And then that same heat ridge comes back into play. Um, mm. It's, it's huge. Looks, yeah. It looks it, nasty. Yeah. It's a, it's a big boy. It's a it's – a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so as we say it moves east, it's going to be situated over the Great Basin, the southwest, Intermountain oh. West. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we see it creep right back to the West. We call that a retrograding high pressure system. Some of us do. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys worked on the, the mid to late week forecast last week and uh, are signs still pointing to upper eighties, low nineties. Yes. What do you think about another heat wave? Is, what are what, like, what do so, ensembles tell you? It's, so I always like to preface this by saying anything more than two days out, just for people that don't listen, I know it's going to change. So don't pin me on this because we're, you know, a week away from this, but it's showing a five day stretch Ooh, of okay. 90 degree temperatures okay. More low, low to mid, nothing, you know, triple digits, but it's at the ensembles right now. We're showing a five day stretch next week, end of next week. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in May we had the four-day long heat wave of highs mm -hmm. at and above 90. So this will be right around that or maybe a little bit longer, which, yep. again, not completely unusual. This is the, one of the hottest times of year here in the Pacific Northwest. But, again, an average high is 
what, 82 or so right now. So yep, um, still at 82. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get more heat advisories and things like that. If the forecast pans out, yep. um, you know, the lack of extreme heat though, has meant really good gardening for many of us here in the Northwest. Um, I have all sorts of stuff happening in the backyard. Thanks to my wife, who's usually the caretaker in the evenings of the garden. But um, Katie, I know you've been gardening. Camilla, mm -hmm. we can just kind of, <laughs> well, what, what, you said something to us before we even started the podcast. So why don't you repeat I, yourself? I, okay. So I'll, I'll get into these stretches where I'll remember to water the plants and it's great. And I'll go out there with the dogs and we play with the hose. It's, it's all fun and games. And then I get locked into training and forget. And then a week goes by and it's been hot and dry. And then all of a sudden all my plants are dead. Oh, <laughs> so that's kind of where we are. But the good news is it's not like I planted, you know, veggies, fruits, things like that. It's just very like landscapey type plants. So it's not a big deal. Couple grasses. It's fine. So I was going to say, if you get, if you do veggies, if you decide to do that, you need to get one of those um, water bulbs that you fill it up and then you turn it upside down and you stick it into the soil. So it just waters it a little bit each day. So you don't actually have to go out and water every day. That way you can oh, focus yeah. on training. Oh, we're, go we're going full, yeah, full irrigation those. system. I already have a guy lined up. System? Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There you go. <laughs> hey, um, before I forget, and before we talk to Katie about her garden, Camilla, um, my Katie actually uh, got some little, she, I don't know where she got them. She must've pulled them out of our garden, but we have little tomato starts that are sitting on the <gasps> windowsill that are Ooh. going to waste right now. So if I bring those to the weather center, yes. will you, will you, okay. I'm going to, I will. Okay. I need to put reminders in my phone to water them, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they're growing in a windowsill right now. You. So okay, <clears throat> they're little, perfect. they're sitting, they're sitting in a cup. They have tons of roots on them. So um, okay. We found a home for them. That's good. Okay. Yay. All right. Tomatoes. All right. And I think last time we talked to Katie, which was a couple of weeks ago about your mm -hmm. garden, you had mm -hmm. some tomatoes coming in. So what's the latest? They are bright and red and I'm having to fend my children off to, I want, I love letting them like fully ripen on the vine. You know, that saying they taste so sweet because they ripen on their vine. Like that's like, <laughs> that's something I want. So they're just watching them out the kitchen window. Can we eat them yet? Can we eat them yet? So I'm nice. letting them go. But something that I've never had to deal with before, um, and it's partly because I knew what I was doing um, when I started my gardens before, and I didn't start this one because we, you know, the house had already been landscaped, is I don't have enough pollinator plants in my backyard right now. And so my zucchinis are not getting pollinated properly because there's not enough like bee attracting plants back there. So my zucchinis are getting about two to three, maybe four inches long, and then rotting and, and going by because they're not getting pollinated properly. And so I'm a little sad about that because I have like four really great starts right now. And I just know they're not going to make it because I need more bees, but we've been eating cucumbers and we've been <sighs> eating bell peppers. And I'm just oh, been oh, strawberries. Like everything is just done so well this year. It's, it's been nice. Oh my gosh. So on the subject of bees, I haven't mowed my lawn in a couple of weeks because it's just, it's too dry right mm -hmm. now. And mm -hmm. we have all sorts of like, you know, dandelions and weeds mm -hmm. coming in. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't tell you how many bees are just roaming around the backyard. In fact, Pepper the weather dog is nervous, <sighs> is scared of bees. I think she can hear uh -oh. them. And I think she's been stung <laughs> previously because she comes oh. down the steps off our deck and she doesn't want to jump into the grass. She goes straight into the garden because it avoids... She avoids the bees. Um, so mm. yeah, uh, if, if 
I can somehow send some bees your way, Katie. <laughs> I will uh, start working uh, on that. Um, yeah. yeah, we, we have, I think we have um, 12 tomato plants growing, very, various varieties, oh. lots of peppers. Oh. Um, Did you guys prune them like we talked about last time? Yes. Yeah. There's, it's just, uh, we are going to have probably an abundance of tomatoes. They're not, nice. they're, only a few of them have turned like yellow, I think, um, but we haven't had many red ones yet, but. Salsa is coming, my friends. We're gonna be we're Yum. gonna be doing all Send sorts it our of way. stuff. And yeah. if you get too many, let me know. I'll take some because I like to make tomato basil soup in the summer and then freeze it and have it in the freezer hold for on, the winter. Hold on, so hold on, hold on. you have tomatoes, Katie. These need no, no, to go no, to the person who grow tomatoes. I have no tomatoes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying for me. I'm saying I'll make it oh, and I'll share it okay. with you guys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I do not. I only have a cherry tomato plant this year because you you missed the earlier um, conversation oh. about the squella. Is I'm doing a pot garden this year because I'm trying to learn my yard since it's my first summer there mm -hmm. before I put things in. So I have one cherry tomato plant that's just enough for my boys to eat off of. But if Jeff has 12 and he's in abundance, I will make a big pot of tomato basil soup and bring it in and share the love. But we make it yeah. in the summer and then save it for the winter so we get to eat off of it later it on. It sure is nice to have a, a teammate that's offering, you know, you know, stuff that she makes, makes from home. You know, sharing yeah. it with everybody on the yeah. weather team sounds great, right? Absolutely. We have this, we have the, we have this other teammate that makes cakes and brings it in. Hey, Mark, you want to try it? And you know, all of a sudden it's gone. I don't even hear about it from there on okay. out. Okay, oh, no. but you have to I recognize that I am married to a Johnny. Okay, nothing lasts more than a day in our house. So if I can salvage even a slice, that's a miracle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, just just like Owen does on the weekend, because he he catches his salmon on the Columbia and then he fillets it out and then he writes everybody's name who's working on it that day and puts it in the fridge. So I get to take fresh salmon home on the weekend. Wow! I will do the same what? thing for you. Uh huh. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. So Owen is the host of Outdoor GPS, which airs on mm -hmm. Fox 12 uh, Plus, if you haven't seen. That that airs right after Good Day Oregon ends on weekends. And wait a second. He brings you salmon? Yeah, I'm Every also... Saturday. What? I get it every weekend. If he's caught one, he has fillets and everybody's name's written on it. And it's in the little fridge in the small. Where's she going? Well, I thought. Just <laughs> she just quit. Yeah. See what you did? No. I, you I know what's fun? Well, I thought Owen and I were boys. Like we, we oh, have a connection when I come and fill in on the, and I chat with so him on the good. weekends, but I didn't know that, you know, I had to work consistently in order to get the, the salmon hook up. So that's, yeah, it's that's, so good. So that's a big deal. That that's yeah. nice. And they're nice. amazing. It's amazing. It's fresh caught. It's usually from like the day before. And so it's amazing. Uh, so, what I'm some... trying to say is this, I will share the love of your tomatoes. I will make something and make sure that there is a bag with your name on it in the fridge that you can well, take home. And, and let's just, let's not stop there before we, we wrap up this conversation. We have tons of cucumbers coming in. My Katie has been making um, pickles. She's been pickling mm -hmm. them and with various mm -hmm. other things. We have squash coming in. I've used mm -hmm. that in Indian food. Um, mm -hmm. We have, um, we're trying to grow pumpkins. Mm -hmm. um, and it hasn't been successful yet. In fact, they're taking over the garden. We're hoping that doesn't become an issue here. Um, and we have carrots coming in. So Yes, we will share everything with you, Katie, so that you can make okay. all the good things. And then yes. Camilla hopefully can make dessert uh, because that's her thats her thing. That's <laughs> all we'll I can contribute. <laughs> I do make a pretty mean dill pickles, um, pickle relish if you have extra mm. cucumbers for that. So in my previous garden, I would grow everything, the onions, the bell peppers, and the cucumbers. And I would make a, a dill pickle relish out of it. And my family loves it. So if you have extra cucumbers because mm. mine are being eaten too quickly, let me know.
One more request, and that would be: Can you like write a cookbook and like <laughs> everything? Ooh, so that'd be great. When you watch us on Good Day Oregon or on uh, on Fox Twelve in the evenings or at noon, there's a big weather monitor that we stand next to before we get into the forecast. What you don't see is behind that that big TV monitor is we have all sorts of stuff taped on the back. Um, we have I a sure. weather hall of fame. We have former teammates on there, et cetera, et cetera. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We should have Katie's uh, cookbook back there. I think. You yeah. Should, or like you should... a recipe of the week or something. Yeah. Ah, to go with the weather term of the week. Yeah. Perfect. Like yeah. It. And we're, we're going to try to bring in a weather term of the week uh, starting hopefully next week. If, if mm -hmm. my mind works, if my memory works, because I, I've kind of been, uh, you know, I've kind of been forgetful lately, but um, yeah, we have a lot of plans with uh, the Fox 12 weather podcast, but mm -hmm. um, you know, big story, of course, heat wave, just be prepared for the heat. We'll get a quick cool down early next week. Heat ramps back up. It's July. We're used to some heat around here, um, but hopefully we stay clear of the extreme heat. I'm wrapping this up because it's 342 and one of you is doing the four o'clock news. I don't know who it I is. I that makeup. one right there. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, here yeah. for you. I'll start working as soon as we hang up. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us for episode 60 of the Fox 12 weather podcast. Can't believe we've made it this far. Um, we're going to be back next week. Mark Nelson will be joining us. Until then, stay cool during the heat wave. Please tell